Hello, I'm Charlie Clemmers. You're listening to Fanfara Tete where we have conversations, build connections, and establish links with all the people crossing Fanfara's path. For this episode, Freya and I crashed the rehearsal for Avoid Street's fashion show, Carne, made in Osdorp, ready to wear for pedestrians, which is taking place tonight, the evening of Saturday, the 2nd of December, at Sexyland in the north of Amsterdam. Our first conversation was with Lotta Vanderhoof, designer and co founder of Fanfara, who collaborated in the production of the show. And our second was with Eduardo Leon, initiator of the fast fashion brand Avoid Street, and Toby Paul, DJ, producer, and composer of the soundtrack for tonight's fashion show. It should be noted that since we were at a rehearsal and taking our interviewees away from doing other things, there were a few honest interruptions throughout the conversation. So we're sitting in the Fanfara's new, new rooms, which are being painted and basically looking like a construction site as we speak. Doing it a little bit less, like, it's, it's, uh, we're not setting up the whole system since um, we have a bunch of people, models, designers, choreographers, dancing in the hallway next to us, and none of them are here actually to speak to us, so we're, like, uh, in between borrowing people for questions. First up is Lotte. Hi. <laughs> from Fanfara. Hi, Lotte. Hi, Charlie. Hi. So, um, well, I'm. We're not here to speak about Fanfara or anything, but about um, the event which is taking place in Sexyland in the north of Amsterdam on Saturday, the second of December. And um, well, maybe first of. I could ask you, Lotte, to explain, like, shortly what will happen on Saturday. Exciting, yeah. Um, we have asked Eduardo Leon to uh, present his new collection, uh, his streetwear collection at Sexyland. And since it's not the most uh, common, kind of regular kind of uh, collection, it also requires a bit of a different kind of fashion show. So we're setting up... Uh, a big party, basically, uh, which will have a fashion moment in between. So, so there's a lot of people <laughs> dressed up uh, in Eduardo's new collection, and uh, at this moment they're rehearsing their cha- chaotic uh, fashion show moment together with Evelyn, uh, who's the chore- choreographer uh, for this specific uh, case. In between or around that, basically, um, there's a lot of music to get the party going. Yeah, and we're interrupted by oh. hey, the neighbor. Get the slide wall. Is it another uh, another complaint? Hmm? Is it, I was a little bit afraid he was going to complain about yeah. the crazy people in <laughs> But he's not. He was explaining why his phone is off. Oh. Anyway, okay. really important. So okay. temporary interruption <laughs> of... Uh, I think you were at the point of saying that Ava... She's, she's a dancer, Evelyn, but she works a lot with choreography in her work, uh, but she's not really a choreographer herself. <laughs> now the light switched off. <laughs> Miguel, can you walk around a bit? No, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, she's not a choreographer herself, but uh, she's very practiced in uh, um, following up on choreography. Uh, so we asked her to do um, a special messy choreography for this fashion show. 
Yeah, because something which is quite specific for this show is that it is a lot of um, different artistic or creative practices uh, merging, overlapping, um, which is something that uh, relates quite a lot to this ongoing initiative in Fanfara called Parallels of the Creator. However, it also it's also not exactly the same. Would you maybe want to yes. explain a bit? And maybe also explain a bit about Parallels, actually. Yeah. So the... Um, when we booked our time in Sexyland uh, more than a year, no, sort of a year ago, uh, we thought to do the third release of Parallels of the Equator, which is um, a series that would take place sort of once a year, where we focus on the link between design and music. Mm-hmm. And the f- past two editions were um, structured in a way that we would ask uh, someone to deliver us uh, some music. This could be uh, specially made for the occasion or something that was laying in a dusty drawer, basically. Uh, The point is that it should not be released yet, so it should be a clean piece of music which has no design stick to it yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we asked three different designers to design a record sleeve Mm -hmm. uh, based on on the sound and their interpretation of that. And then the music was pressed in a 10-inch final. Yeah, and I guess actually the last edition of that, which took place during ADE. Uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, we have someone coming from the other side. Hey, watch out for the door, it's painted. Oh, yeah. Scoozy. Hi. Okay. Crazy. Such a funny setup. <laughs> okay. Hey. Anyway, back again. ADE. ADE. Yeah. ADE. I think one of those ADEs <laughs> would be good. I was just like chatting along with Lodio, at least adding that is that for the parallels of the creator which took place during ADE in 2016 yeah. here with Strange Boutique, um, it was actually becoming a visual experience as well. So yeah. when you entered the room, there was already a lot of consideration in how. Um, how to experience this link between sound and design. The nice case about that was that the record sleeves were made by uh, three other disconnected designers from the music, but they themselves, the the girls who made the music, uh, made an installation on uh, on their own music. So instead of having uh, interpretation by three completely strangers to to the music and to to them, um, they themselves made a... layered installation with uh, with fabrics and lights to create uh, the atmosphere that they actually themselves had in mind about the music. Also, um, one of them is a designer, so she has some quite quite some good experience in making uh, three-dimensional experience-like uh, rooms. In what way do you think the coming event on Saturday is not uh, or differs from a Parallels of the Equator? Mm, I'll start by saying why there is a little link. Uh, the nice thing is that, uh, like you said before, there's so many different kinds of people involved in this. Mm-hmm. So there's Evelyn doing the choreography, then there is uh, Simon Lindel making uh, a whole yeah, scenography in which models can move, and then there is Toby Paul who made a soundtrack especially for the collection. So <laughs> now they're screaming. You can hear people screaming in the background. So Toby Paul was asked by Eduardo to design uh, a soundtrack for the fashion show itself. And that's where it starts to link with Parallels of the Equator. But since it was Eduardo who was inviting Toby and also the fact that 
only one person is making a translation of the collection makes it a bit distant from the original project because usually we would ask more voices to interpret something that is designed could be than in this case the fashion show uh, and it's in its in its pieces um, so Toby uh, is making not a one fixed track but he's making something he's making elements that he on the night itself will mix together according to how the models move and how the vibe is and how yeah, how people react to it. So mm -hmm. he's going to do a live mix of about 20 minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so in, in, in the sense of parallels of the equator, uh, there's just two other voices. Yes, uh, uh, Edward. Hey, 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 oh, come on. Edo, do you have five minutes? At some point later. Okay. Oh, now? I should have not given uh, that I choice. Are you leaving, Mikael? Yeah, sorry to interrupt. This is the right moment. Like, I could have been interrupted, I guess it's fine. No, uh, it's okay. Thanks for taking me, Kelly. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna hug you. Yeah, but that. Uh, uh, watch out for the door. No. Watch out for the door, Miguel. Everything is wet. Hey, I love you. I love you too. I couldn't really figure out in what way to ask, but is there any specific reason for initiating um, this project? focus? Yeah, this focus on the link between design and music. Yes, definitely. Um, first of all, it's just a really interesting thing to research. Uh, also, because it's, I think, in many cases, it's very taste-bound how uh, people design uh, something. So it was also very visible in the first one that, for example two guys who are from the same kind of music scene were designing something almost similar. And the person who was completely out of that scene made something that was so detached from actually the whole music and everything. Uh, that and was the contributions for the first yeah, uh, yeah, problems of the yes. 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 Um And it's really, uh, it's just really nice to see how people react to music and how people feel music and how people then can sort of find an image or a color or a way of working uh, what they think suits to that music, but it says so much about their own brain and how they listen to music and what they know about like the the, the, yeah, the whole surroundings of it. Um, also, I mean, it, it's just mainly also a very big interest of me personally uh, to design for music. And I thought it would be really interesting to dive a bit deeper in it and do exhibitions that would unfold this spectrum, this, mm -hmm. this world that is out there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a big, big revival in vinyl, and also a lot of people are putting a lot of effort and time and money into designing really good sleeves. So I think it also deserves a lot of attention. Uh, and it doesn't really always get the attention that it deserves, I think, because mm -hmm. it's usually really about the music. So it's nice to then be able to flip it around mm -hmm. and put more emphasis on the design than necessarily on the music. Do you think it has had an impact on the kind of audience that comes to these events yes, in Fanfara? Yes, which is also really nice. <laughs> also, I mean, it's also very much... Um, hmm? Is it not working? I don't know how to turn it on. The is not working. Ivan, would you have five minutes? Just, like, I mean, we don't have to chat for long. It's, okay, just, uh, cool. it's just because it's kind of nice to yes. have your voice in. Okay, I should I call Toby then? Yeah. 
true. Yes. Firstly, okay, right. will you introduce the name of your bright collection? Okay, so Voice Streets, it's, it's like, a, let's say, an open definition for... A Voice Street is your, like, the fashion house. It's not really a fashion house, but... Studio. It played with these ideas of fashion yeah. house. And yeah. Like, the imagery, let's say. Yeah. But, um, so I've been interested into fast fashion. And actually, fast fashion. Yes, yeah. like, yeah. how actually... Cheap clothes are nowadays part of our uh, daily life, let's mm -hmm. say. And uh, I've been like interested into, let's say, the flea market as a meeting place. Mm -hmm. Then I start to, for my graduation show, I did this project about uh, the quality of these new uh, these, these garments. Mm -hmm. And I was comparing the these garments with JPEGs. Yeah. The more you uh, exchange these fast fashion garments, the more they get fucked up as a JPEG, you know, yeah. the more you share these JPEGs, they got, the more they get fucked up, so yeah. one JPEG on your screen is not going to be the same in my screen, right? Yeah. And also, like, let's say an H&M vintage in 50 years is not going to, still going to be 50 cents H&M, so it's not going to get any value. Mm -hmm. And for this uh, collection, actually, it was very interesting copycats and actually how these big brands make money mm -hmm. out of just copying from catwalks just yeah. after two weeks. Yeah. Everything is on yeah, like Sarah, on the store Zara H and M in detect exactly. So yeah. which is even having their makers on the boat so that it's being produced during the transportation. I read yeah, that. or like in I don't know how do they do it like but it's like in two weeks everything is like there. Yeah. And um, so yeah, the idea was for this collection to actually rather than copy big brands, a voice mm -hmm. to this copying itself from the last collections so I avoid rides so but in the just in that sense I also improve what I've been doing yeah so for instance like now a flag that I've printed in the previous collection is becoming a, a skirt um, a bag is becoming a pocket and so on like um, shoes um, are becoming part of the bags and, and stuff like that nice. so in a sense it's like more this kind of uh, cycling mm -hmm. or like this kind of you know loop that I'm just like kind of repeating myself, but at the same time also like um, bringing still these ideas of yeah. uh, what is a copycat or... Yeah, so the, the collection introduced on Saturday is called Kane Made in Astor? Yeah, Kane. Kane, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's an important one to get yeah, right Kane. before Saturday. No, but that's true because someone else also called it Kane, which is also nice. But it's also this idea of like, you know, remixing. Like I say Kane, but you can say Kane. You can say Kanye a la French, you know. So oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's up to you, you know, depends yeah. which language you're talking about. So Kanye made in our store. Yes, so basically also made in our store is more like a kind of, mm -hmm. I was like kind of like going through flea markets and just yeah. like scanning big vintage labels. But I didn't really know what to do with these vintage labels. And then I found this really nice label called Didas. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was such a beautiful fake of Adidas. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. So it was a real uh, textile industry from the from Holland actually. Mm -hmm. And it used to be really big, but then they got smashed because fast fashion and stuff like that. Yeah. So I took this opportunity actually to make my own version of this label and print it and remix it with different logos and stuff. Is that the label that you've been reusing your logo, or like you've you've used those logos from that label? Uh, yes, yeah. I mean the cat, for instance, it's yeah. an ori it's part of the labels, but I made different versions of yeah. of that cat. And also the original name was Didas, but now I, I call it Kane because it's just Agne reversed. Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> Aha! Uh -huh. But it's still the same word. So. Yeah. And it's also funny because 
can an Italian means dog. And at the same time, everything is made in Ostorp. Yeah, it? I mean, the project started when I was living in Ostorp. And actually, yeah. one of the ideas for this lookbook, that, for this collection, was like playing with this idea of like these issues of Ostorp. Yeah. Which is like, you know, everyone complains that it's super far. No one wants to go there because it's like, you know, have yeah. to buy it far. But on the other hand... Because Ostorp is this uh, suburb, or can you say that? Suburb yes, it's about an, yeah. areas of, yes, of But on the other hand, it's really interesting because... It brings like there is a small community like there is only this like one street. There a lot of students lives there, and I mean they get to know each other. And uh, mm. I think it's more like about intimacy in a way, and also that's why the lookbook we want to kind of explore. And uh, so we just for the lookbook we're just going around how people uh, people's apartments and then just document how they live and then just wearing the clothes and then just going around. And the are these people your friends? Yes, mostly yes. Yeah. I usually work with friends because of yep. course. Um, are a kind of inspiration, but also it is a bit. It is comfortable, of course, in the sense like I mean, it's easier when you know someone to mm. get to work, and um, I also don't have the sources to you know get real casting. But this is like, why should I do real castings, or why should I go out of my in a way like circle when I still enjoy it? Wasn't but, it something about that there were some some guys from Ostorp that you did not know who is now right, part of yeah, the project? Yeah, yeah. There is a, well, there is a flatmate of Fred <laughs> who oh, joined okay. us, but it's still not. But actually, there is two guys who Nikki, who's taking the pictures, found like casual, randomly. Hola. <laughs> Hola. Okay. Ah, okay. But actually, maybe we can just like uh, borrow Toby for two more minutes. <laughs> because Toby is sitting here Toby's next to Eduardo. Toby, also. hello. And that's Hi. just uh... ah, okay, and Eduardo. Well, I was thinking the um, I listened to maybe like thirty seconds of the track that you made, but I was quite interested to know um, if either of you have like anything to say about the way that these two things interact, right? Yeah. You know, like, what was it about Eduardo's collection that sort of articula you articulated and how did, like, you use particular repertoires uh, of right. music? Well, it, I think it, it, uh, it, it seems like we somehow have a bit of a, a parallel uh, approach in the sense that I am also basically, <laughs> or, or like the, 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 the concept of taking Eduardo taking his um, uh, using pieces of, of previous collections or previous projects and uh, <laughs> I'm doing the same <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, uh, but we talked also about this idea of like um, since everything is remixed in the collection everything is somehow has been used we're talking a lot about this idea how this could be translated with music so we're also thinking about like maybe bad remixes of really good tracks, right? If you think about a big brand like, I mean, Prada, or like, and then suddenly it becomes the copy of Prada or the copy of some big brand. So this happens also with music. I, and think it, I mean, as I said, I only listened to a short bit of it, but yeah. it, was, it, it had a certain, like... Um, There's a lot of repetition, so I guess you got a lot of it already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I mean, I'm not particularly... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it's something about... 
Um, well, it reminded me of like um, PC music, I suppose, or something like that. The kind of richness of it, but like quite like an electronic, high, like highly electronic kind of no- like sound, and uh, I guess kind of yeah. distinctly digital and modern. I suppose you know. I don't know if that. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm working with the means that I have at hand right now, uh, or like I, I'm basically I just started out uh, making music myself. Uh, I've usually, uh, or I've been DJing. Uh, and so I have a lot of uh, music on my computer uh, by now, and yeah, when when I get asked to make some music for, or wh- when I got asked to make some music for Eduardo, then I I was just using, yeah, just like taking bits out of my my music uh, uh, library and, uh, and trying to make. A new music out of it, and it's purely digital. That's correct. Uh, or actually, now that I, I, I also like to use uh, um, a bit of fields recording. So like, which can also take the form of sound design because you can record a sound with a with a, one of these things that you're holding right now, the zoom, and then uh, and then see if it's an interesting sound and uh, and make a sample out of that. And then I just like uh, use this very very basic software uh, that I found. Uh, it's actually a free download software and it has some limitations, but I find it also quite elegant and charming in the same way. Um, I think like, it, like everything you're saying, it just sounds so much like what Eduardo was describing in terms of his collection, just you're talking about you know, like a different, a slightly different medium, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. So well, I was starting out with a sort of a joke that we are doing a parallel thing by using what we already have been doing yeah. or have been making, I mean. But yeah, there's definitely a, a, re- a, a, a resonance or like, yeah, if, you know, um, to put it into words, it makes sense to me to be, to be working with him because, uh, yeah, we are, we are looking around, looking for materials and then uh, just like processing it into something new. Fanfara Tetetet is a Fanfara production hosted by me, Charlie Clemos, and Fanfara co-founder Freya Kier. The sounds you heard at the beginning, end, and throughout the recording were taken from the fashion show rehearsals and Toby's soundtrack. You can follow this series on Fanfara's Instagram and Facebook, or by subscribing to Fanfara Tetetet on the podcast app. <laughs>